on the dotted line. Tell a new end, they show alliance is ready to give you the business. And you already know, let's talk. Yo, 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 what's going on? My name is Deshaun Lyons, and this is Marquise Taylor. And this is on the dotted line. Today's episode, the title of today's episode is Forgive Your Murderer. We're going to talk about the Amber Geiger case, um, her verdict, ten, um, what she was sentenced to 10 years, right? For murdering, was it um, Bathroom Jean? Yep, she got 10 years, and most people think that's probably going to get cut down due to good behavior. So she, a lot of people feel like she's probably only going to do about five. Right, she'll do about, she'll definitely do about five. Because usually when you sentence, like, when they get somebody, like, 15 to 20, usually usually that'll get cut down to, like, close to 10. So she, so she pretty much got, she got off by basically um, killing, going to somebody's house, and killing them just like that and got off. So we're gonna talk about that. And we also gonna talk about it was a recent, a recent um killing, and it's a similar situation by a young lady. What's her uh her name is Tatiana? Atiana uh Jefferson. Jefferson. Atiana Jefferson was fat- fatally shot in her home by a Fort Worth police officer on Saturday. Man, he, and he was also a this time. This is a white male, so we about to get right into it. So basically, the title it speaks for itself. Uh, forgive your murderer. Um, we're gonna talk about the most recent one first. So, Marquise, what the hell is going on right now? It, it, it's it's something going on like that. Police officers is bad enough that you know it was it was a narrative being displayed how police officers were just, you know, just wiping out black men, like killing them. Like we had the, um, what we had, the one that was happening then, what's the bit, um, and that he got shot and killed in his car. And he had the um, he had seat and he had the girl and the passenger. And he got shot and killed. Um, Ooh, Felipe Castillo. Oh, that was the guy? I, I feel like I feel I, if I jack his name, but people in the comments they could um you know let me know um you know him getting shot and killed um the 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 on uh, the guy in Louisiana being shot and killed by a police officer and getting it off scot free um you know the Eric Gardner you know be choking choking him out him losing his life off of just you know selling cigarettes like it's just and now that was just out on the streets. But now we're not even safe in our homes anymore. They could just come in our house and gun us, gun us down, or they could out of just pick us off <laughs> in our window, like this situation. Yeah. Yeah. This shit is crazy. Like it says right here, a white police officer shot and killed a black Fourth Worth woman in home while responding to a request for a wellness check Saturday, police said. Body camera footage show, shows the officers surveying the area around the house after seeing an open front door. The officer opens the backyard gate, notice movement in the window, and shouts, Put your hands up! Show me your hands! Within the breath, 
of this order, the officer fired a shot through the window, killing a 28-year-old, was it uh, Atiana Jefferson, according to Fort Worth Police Department. Jefferson, eight-year-old nephew, was in the room at the same time she was killed, man. So not only he killed her, she had a little kid in there. Now, a little kid see his aunt being shot and killed like this. Shot and killed. You know the you know what he have to suffer from, you know, um going for moving forward, like the amount of trauma he, he gonna have to overcome. Yep. yep. Like it just seems like we have to we have to overcome so much. You know, we had to deal with so much, you know, 400 years of slavery. Then we have to deal with um, systemic racism. We have to deal with redlining. And then it seems people may seem like, you know, um, you know, racism is dying down and is outdated. But there's this this agenda is still here. It's still here. It's not going anywhere. And it's it's just it's bad right now. It's bad. And and this is a and this is a black woman. So they're not because it's not just black men getting killed. It's also black women getting killed by the police that, you know, as a whole, we not see. So, like, Keith, what you have to say about this whole situation? Well, I will. Oh, did you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a phone call coming through. Um, I would say it, it ain't nothing good to say about it. It's it's messed up. And from what I heard, is there an agenda? Is it is there an agenda out here to exterminate black people as a whole? Is do you think it's an agenda behind this? Apparently, I mean, if you sitting in your house, you playing video games with your nephew, which. Atiana Jefferson was doing uh, and you get shot through your window and you got people like you said getting choked out you can't you get stopped at a traffic stop you might get killed you might get dragged to jail killed in jail apparently there's something going on it's right. something at the very least you have to sit here and say a lot of these officers they're just straight up ignoring their training because obviously me and you personally know cops. Personally right. know cops. Best, best friend is a cop. Exactly. Like, so not all of these folks are crazy or off or, you know, obviously they're all not following protocol. Right. Because the ones that we know they not doing this this crazy shit. They not going no. out there killing people. And another phone call. But um, <laughs> Jesus, they hit like, you up. yeah. But it's like, yo, I don't know what programming it is. And yeah, it definitely seems like it's uh just the white cops, but not even that for years, for years, for years, for years, probably for centuries. We've been dealing with this with law enforcement. Right, just dealing with it with law enforcement, they it's just downright disrespectful to me. It's getting to a point where it's like, all right, listen, man, <laughs> yo, 
they're not even they're not even listen they're not even listening to orders and it's crazy right because you know we me and you watched the zoe williams show right like this brother's amazing Mm-hmm. And the dude, Kevin Berenger, you know, he always he's always talking about, like, if you understand the law, you could be protected. And he also had videos talking about, you know, traffic stops, traffic violations, you know, a way to communicate with the cop. But that's not the problem. The problem is they don't they're not they're not following protocols. They're not following laws. And it seems like it seems like white America that's in that's in power, they they write their own rules and their own laws. Yep. It's no it's and it's no it's no accountability for them for their mistakes and actions. They usually get off scot free, or they'll have even our own people, um, not you know not holding them accountable for their actions. Our own people. Because I feel like the whole, because the agenda is, the agenda always been, you know, to keep, to keep people of color, black people, melanated people, um, whoever, keep us down, keep us down to the point that we could capitulate, um, put us down, that we're going to always, we're going to always need them for help instead of saying, screw them. We're gonna we're gonna build our own infrastructure and we're gonna only mess with our people. So it's definitely an agenda, not to just exterminate us, but the agenda is also the system. It's also to get us to capitulate and not hold them accountable for their actions. And 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 that and and you could see the example with the other case with the Amber Geiger situation. Yeah, the I, I mean, okay, I get it. Well, I'm not going to say I get it because I don't. The man, the brother of uh, Bontem Jean during the trial, he went, he went up and he hugged Amber Geiger. You know, after she got her sentencing and everything. And among that, it was just a lot of funny movement in the courtroom, like bailiffs stroking hair and judges hugging her and i'm like i never saw that ever i never saw that ever she she just killed somebody i don't she is a murderer a murderer (laughs) you went in this man's apartment his apartment minding his business eat nice minding his business you killed him and everybody want to give you hugs kisses oh it's all right it's gonna be a Listen, I, I can I can get that you want to be forgiven, you know, and all that. I'm I'm not gonna to say too much negative about the brother because you know there's a lot there. The man obviously lost family. He's going through enough, but me personally. Man, listen. I'm not Go hugging ahead. you. I'm not fucking hugging you, man. I'm like, yo, you gotta get this work. I you have to feel bad and you have to suffer the consequences. Just like everybody else. Anybody else do something? Don't matter if you a cop, whatever the fuck you you gotta suffer the consequences of your actions. That's across the board. It ain't no getting around that. It ain't no right. oh, I'ma hit you with a soft, a soft scented nah, you gotta get you you gotta get what was due to you for that. Exactly. And it's and 
And like I said, it's it's deep rooted for us to always forgive the great white knight. It's always it's all it's in us, and that's why that whole situation is the perfect example of um us being being slaves, us being lower class, us being beneath them. Because if you look at Christianity as a whole, there's certain things in the scriptures that talk about you need to obey your master. And they and they can they use that if you look if you watch the birth of the nation, uh, Nat Turner, the the um the slave masters they was using him to preach the word to the other black slaves, like you supposed to obey. They said keep yeah keep saying that part keep saying your part, or and obey you need to obey your master no matter what. And this is the perfect example. And if you obey your master, and if you're prom, if you're promised certain things, okay, if you do this, you get to have another life. So, but what about what about the people that's oppressing you? Do they get a, so they get two lives? They get a life on earth, and then they get a life in the afterlife. So they get double life. So they get a they get a better life for being a person that's putting you down, treating you like an animal, but so, but I have to be resilient because I'm black and I just need to just obey and follow the word. Like, I'm going in right now. I have to go in right now, Keith. Yeah, I see. It's it's crazy. It's just it's just it's just crazy. You know, it's beyond it's beyond it's beyond crazy. I understand about forgiveness because I was once a Christian and. It's all and it teach you how to how to um teach you about compassion, um about forgiveness to brothers and sisters and all of that. But um it's you can be right right was it righteousness? Yeah, righteous. Righteous. You can be that. But you also is it's also a situation that you can also hold people accountable for their actions. I can forgive you, but but you need but this situation. You need to learn. You need to learn how to not become an animal. You need to learn how to respect people. You need to learn how to have compassion the same way I have compassion for any other race. You need to learn that. You need to learn that. You need to also understand that this is the this is the um this situation you murdering somebody you need to you need to face the consequences. You need to go to jail. You need to go through all that joy. It's bad enough you got a light sentence. You don't need to go in jail with not holding any guilt or anything. Because I don't because by him even saying, Can I get a hug? Um, I wish, I wish um I don't want you to go to prison. For him saying that, she feel better about herself murdering his brother. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She goes. She said, "Okay." And then, like you said, you have the judge hugging her. You have the police officer in the courtroom hugging her, treating her like she she lost somebody, treating her like she loved somebody. And I and also I think a witness in there. He ended up getting shot and killed. Oh, I, I think that really? what was it? Was he a witness or something? He had the Dragon Ball Z shirt. Oh, I didn't even. 
I didn't even know about that. Yeah, oh, I gotta wait. look. I gotta look that up. I forgot. What was his name? Well, I tell you what, that's what the commercial break is for. <laughs> yeah, we're we gonna look that up in the commercial break. Absolutely, we're gonna look that up right now. We have to go in. We have to go. Me and Keith have to go in on this situation because this is our people. Our people is under attack. Not only, and me and Marquise, we talking about masculine toxic on toxic. Was it Max? Was it uh, toxic masculinity? <laughs> toxic masculinity. We talking about toxic masculinity. We under attack with that. We under attack with relationships. We under attack with each other, and we also under under attack with white supremacy across the board. So we about to take a quick commercial break. We about to get some of these other information, and we are gonna get back right back to you. This is on the dotted line. Stay tuned. And we're back. We're back. This is On The Dotted Line. This is the episode, the title of this episode is called Give Your Murderer. So the second segment, we, we was going to talk about, we got the information for the witness in the Amber Geiger trial. The witness. His name was Joshua Brown. Witness in Amber Geiger's trial was killed in a drug deal, police say. He testified against a former Dallas police officer on trial for murder, and 10 days later, he was dead. The slaying of Joshua Brown, a neighbor who had heard gunshots across the hall on the night when 26-year-old Bafram Sheen Jean was killed in his apartment by an off-duty police officer, rattled many who had followed the recent high-profile trial. There was a speculation that he had been killed in retaliation or that perhaps the trial had brought him dangerous publicity. Now, Keys, <laughs> we we seen movies like this when a lot of the witness or whistleblowers come up missing, all, like mysteriously, they come up missing all the time. What is your take on this situation with this witness? Well, obviously, well, we don't know exactly what happened, but it, it it is definitely a little fishy to me. I mean, ten days later, the man just so happens to end up in a drug deal gone bad and is killed. Right. It, it sounds a little too convenient. Again, we don't know what happened, but I don't sound right. Oh, it's because it's always something like the whistleblowers or the or the person that have you know uh, information that shouldn't be out in the public. And end up, you know, sharing that information with the public, they end up being missing. And not only he was the witness, he's the eyewitness that heard the gunshots and everything. So he probably he probably know more than what he was actually saying in the case. So so they probably said, let's just let's just make sure because not only she got ten years that she she wasn't supposed to get, maybe he had other information that it could have went, it could have had another trial. And she could have got longer, a longer sentence. But you take out the one witness there, you have nothing now. And it's just, it's sad, man. It's just, it's just sad. And that a case like this goes sour like this. You know, she only get 10 days. And then everybody in the courtroom treat the murderer like she has somebody that was murdered. Like... 
it's it's crazy. Like they treated everybody, like you said, everybody in the courtroom treated her like she was the victim. Yeah. Like it's 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 beyond crazy, and and I'm just and 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 like I think Zoe Zoe was talking about this on his show with the white the um the white woman blonde hair blue eyes what what she what the symbol represents even in in you know from generations and even back in slavery like how much power a white woman blonde hair blue eyes the how much power she had like like the Emmett Till got killed for just looking at a white woman, blonde hair, blue eyes, got killed. And then she's, and then I think, I'm not sure if she's alive or she's dead now, but I know a couple of years ago, she, she, um, she admitted that it was wrong. (laughs) She admitted that was wrong. That he didn't do, he didn't, he didn't do anything disrespectful, didn't do anything disrespectful to her. And that's crazy. I'm like, so you can, you can admit, right? Huh? Didn't she say uh, that he whistled at her? Yep. He whistled at her. Yep. And he never did. Yeah. She lied about it. Lied about that. And that was, and she was like 80 something years old. You lied about it. This man, well, I mean, with that young man, because he was fourteen years old, fourteen years old. His family, and, and he got beaten down. He got tortured. Couldn't even recognize him in the open casket. Couldn't recognize him. But the reason why they had the open casket to show people that this is a, a serious situation. They don't care about it. They treat us like animals. And she finally went in that. That's what I'm saying. The, what the white, the, the blonde hair, blue eyes, white woman symbolized, she symbolized power. And, and, the, and, and it's crazy that everybody in the courtroom that was black, they show compassion. They, this is like the only courtroom I've seen that they showed the murderer this much compassion. Everybody. All the women in there, the woman judge, the woman police officer, and then the brother just was begging Begging for a hug, begging. Like, like, do you like, Keith? Like this situation. Do you do you feel like this is deeper than what it actually looked when you know when you saw the brother? You know, he not only he was asking forgiveness, but he was he wanted to. He was just doing all the extra things. Do you think is a deep? It's a deeper situation that a lot of people's missing, even Christians. Yeah, Black I, Christians, I mean. I think it could be. All this forgiveness stuff, man. It, it's cool, but listen. I it, It's a little too much for me. It's definitely stuff that they missing in terms of, like you said, how the uh, white woman or whatever is being put above or worshipped or whatever, or she was looked at as having more power. Right, whoever, yeah, definitely, and uh, it's out of hand, especially because we live in a society where you could be a mass shooter and get taken to Wendy's before you go to jail if you're white. Um, if you're white, yeah, it it just shows like the respect level is real low because had it been any other race, 
that would have had something like this happening and you keep having things happen this consistently. You know what? I ain't going to say that. Let's go to other countries. If you see an injustice in a whole other country, you're going to witness riots. You're going to see oh people God. fighting. You're going to see people pulling up to houses. Like, shit Death. is going to get handled. Shit right. is like, oh, Death. he got away with what? I'll be right over there. We're going to be over there. Don't worry about that. We'll take care of it. Oh, the government don't? All right, we're going to go over there and we're going to take care of that. And we get so numb, and that's what I said, we so numb to this hap- to, to this keep happening. We ex- It seems like we accept it more now. We accept it like, whoop, uh, another another um, unarmed killing, uh, another another white person got away with murder. Uh, we seem like we have forgiveness. I'm more so looking at we forgive them more than we forgive our own people. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's what I observed in that whole situation, and I feel, and I feel like Christianity, when it comes to when it comes to melanated people, black people, that's that's Christians. You know, people say it's a white, it's a white man's religion. It was a religion to control black people, so they won't be able to not only evolve, but they won't be able to find who they really are, and and. This situation was a prime example. I don't know this brother have uh, a male figure in his life, but but it just seems like he don't, because it's like it's no way. Like you can forgive somebody. I'm not. I'm not. And I don't mean to just tell him what he should or should not do, but I'm just going by what I see. And it just wasn't a good look. It just absolutely wasn't a good look. And it just brought it just brought me back to. What the um the birth of the nation? What Nat Turner, he he was um he had to go through, and and how um um how that movie was um portrayed that you know white people was in charge, he he was the pastor, but he was not only he he was the pastor to everybody, so they always wanted the the oppressor, his master, always wanted him to preach about obey your obey your oppressor obey your oppressor so they won't retaliate and they won't rebel and it's like it's like that's what you know that's why he was um, teaching them to do that until he got smarter and he said wait a damn minute it's another part of the bible that it doesn't say none of this (laughs) and then the other parts Yep, he started reading the other parts and he starts to realize, wait a minute, they're controlling us. They're controlling us with the part that is putting us in uh, putting us in slavery and keeping us there. And not and we not even knowing that we are slaves. And that's what that's what he started to rebel. He was starting to wake up his people. And I feel like this situation being a Christian, it makes the it makes us forgive forgive our oppressor more than forgiving people that look like us. You, as, I'm tripping, I, as I'm tripping about it as I am, you can let me know, Keys. Well, in terms of the movie, no, that's <laughs> that's, that's definitely what happened to the movie. Um, no, I'm saying in terms of what this situation may seem to be. Oh, well, I, I don't know what was going through that man's head, but I don't know 
if he was well, all right, obviously take he away, was all right, take but... away the brother. Take away the brother. I'm just saying the whole energy in the courtroom. That shit was whack. <laughs> man, this shit was whack, man. I'm not patting nobody on the back or rubbing nobody head. Like, a murderer. Rubbing her tummy. Oh, it's going to be okay. It's okay. Nah, you got to go to jail. Fuck that. You got to go to jail and you got to do your time. You was, right. you was big enough to walk into somebody else's house and murder them in their own shit. You big enough and you bad enough to take your ass to prison and suffer the consequences. I, and also, I just don't, and that's and that's the thing. And another thing, I was just uh, hearing some people say, "Why do we always have to be? We always have to show forgiveness and be resilient, but they don't. You know, it's like it's crazy. Like we live in a society that we're we're being talked down." To we in the bottom of every statistic, a statistical category, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to um, us being being killed, <laughs> we in in the bottom of everything, and then also the the judicial system. It's just that, like, goddamn, we have to be so forgiving and all of this, but. They never showed that they was forgiven to us. I never see the opposite. I would never see that. <laughs> I would never see that. I'm I'm gonna have to hit you with uh with two people. One is uh the thing that David Banner said when he was interviewed. I think it was on Vlad when he was when he compared the human brain to a computer, and he said, "Okay, if you if you're the if you have the computer programmer, and he deletes." And he uploads a virus to the computer, and the computer start acting up. Who are you gonna blame? The computer or the computer programmer? You're gonna, mm. you're gonna blame the programmer, right? Right. So we we got the, the computer programmer who is the good before the virus, right? Yeah, you got the computer programmer who is we can say uh, the folks who run this nation, so to speak, right? People that came over here, did what they did to the Native Americans, brought slaves over, blah blah blah. You're running the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you inject whatever you want to inject into whoever's under you. So they follow your rules, and they right. do what you say do. So that's all this shit is. It's a trickle effect. It just trickles. Mm. It's so basically you saying that who whoever wins the war tells the story. That's exactly what it is. And I'm a I'm gonna say uh something I'm gonna go in about uh Brother Reason Islam real quick. Free Brother Reason. Please free Brother Reason. Um Free Brother Riza. Brother Riza Islam, free that brother. Exactly. But he even he went on to talk about um like in the uh Islamic religion about how uh, you want to sit there and just keep in so many words you're not going to just sit there and keep beating on and disrespecting they going to get away with it uh, I feel right. like that's the type of energy that, that folks really need to have like okay we, we not, we're not here to attack you we're not after you but 
if you keep on continuing to try to bust me upside my head and tell me don't do anything, if you think I'm just going to sit here and keep letting you do that shit, you got me all the way fucked up. Obviously, oh, he did say that. Obviously, he didn't say it like that. I paraphrased the shit out of that, but in so many words, yeah, that's the sentiment behind it. And it's I find that to be true. Malcolm X says stuff like that. It's like, yo, how long are you going to sit here and keep letting people fuck you up? And I found a definition right now. Righteous indignant indignation. Righteous indignation is typically a reactive emotion of anger over mistreatment, insult, or malice of another. It is akin to what is called the sense of injustice. Righteous indignation. So you could so a righteous person could also be a person that you know that can show um show emotions of being anger. You know, he have a right to be angry. He have a right to to um to even re um even retaliate. You know, a righteous person is not always this person that's just not gonna do anything, like you just said what Reza Islam said. I'm not gonna keep getting beat over the head. Yeah, you got a right to defend yourself, period. That's like when that's like when you a kid and you in school, you got a bully. I don't know about everybody else, but I had a bully. Eventually, right. he had to stop putting his hands on me. <laughs> Eventually, exactly. I had to swing back. We had to throw hands together to get that shit resolved. That's what, <laughs> right. Like, bro, you ain't going to keep doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. The time stamp on this shit has passed. And you're right because a bully, a bully gonna keep doing it if you keep letting them. And 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 when you keep getting bullied, you see the outcome. Cause like I said, I was bullied too. I was bullied and it ended and it ended terrible. It was a situation, I believe, in sixth grade. It was I was kept getting bullied by this kid, this um this uh, fat kid, and I was like 49 pounds. I was skinny and small, and 49 pounds, about four nine, skinny and small. And it was like two big kids keep picking on me. And this one kid named Daniel, he just kept picking on me. Like he was going in. And then I and um and I just one day I just got mad because like I said, I man, out back then I was in like terrible situation, like terrible living situations and whatever. I'm not gonna get too deep into that, but I had to deal with that shit. So sooner or later, sooner or later, I retaliated. I took a math book and I kept handing over the face with it. I broke his nose and whatever. I broke his nose because even before then, I told teachers like he keep he keep picking on me, keep picking on me and whatever. They don't listen. And um, and they and even they'll change seats, but he's going to find ways to keep picking on me. So they don't they don't have a solution to the problem until I retaliate. So I got tired of it and I retaliated finally. And then I end up uh, I end up going to the principal office and my mother and my mother was saying, she said, well, look how big your kid is. <laughs> your kid like a grown man. Like, you know, your kid is extremely big. So, you know, like how he's getting in trouble for that. He's defending himself. You know, obviously the teachers is not, you know, the teachers is not trying to get him out the class. He's not getting in trouble. Y'all not, um, um, you know, put him detention or expelling him. He gonna keep doing it. So my kid retaliated. And then 
fast forward that whatever punishment I had, I dealt with it. Fast forward to that, you know, he never bullied me no more. <laughs> yeah. He he never bullied me no more. And that was it. And then and then the other bully, when he saw me doing it, he was laughing and he he stepped back and he respected me from that. So sometimes, sometimes you have to because sometimes the people that's in control. And or people or or if that person, if the bully is somebody that everybody's scared of, and you're the one have to face these bullies or whatever, you know you have to do something. You have to defend yourself. And it's like and it's like with, it's like religion. You know you keep getting disrespect disrespected in your in your or religion that you can't do anything. It got to get to the point in time that you involve you evolve. And you said enough of this because how the hell they get two lives, an uh, afterlife and life on earth, and I gotta deal with I just gotta deal with I gotta deal with life on earth being oppressed to get to the afterlife. Yeah. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's but doozy. you know, we, we go on and on about this shit, man. We go on about on about this shit, but it just I had to go in because I'm like there's no way in hell, there's no way in hell everybody's shown that much compassion for a murderer. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So, uh, we're going to wrap this, this episode up. Quick shout out, quick shout out to Get Drap Podcast. Um, it's a new episode today. Uh, I believe it's talking about, damn, what the new episode is talking about? Oh, the 49ers. So, you want to check that out on all the platforms. Get Drap Podcast. And also check us out. Follow us on our IG on the dotted line 18. You know, you could click the link. Um, we have articles. We have our article out that you should check out about, you know, uh, rich kids. <laughs> um, rich kids. Does basketball become a rich kid sport? Um, we also got our podcast on YouTube, on Anchor Podcasts, everywhere. But to get all of that, you just have to click the link in our bio and download our app. To get all of that, so follow us on the dotted line eighteen on IG. Keys, anything else? Anything else we got to promote? Oh, you know we got to do mask on photos. Of course, got to check out mask on photos. Anybody in the LA area that wants a photo shoot, need that photo taken, holler at mask on photos on IG at mask on photos. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, keys to wrap up this episode. Final thought. Wrap it up. <laughs> oh, we got to do better. That's all it is. <laughs> we got to get to a point where I'm not going to say uh, white supremacy doesn't exist. It definitely exists. We acknowledge it exists. We gotta we gotta find ways to uh, put ourselves in a better position to. Uh, be able to counter this stuff. That means we have to have more discussions. We have to find solutions amongst ourselves because uh, ain't shit gonna be given to us. So we gotta figure this shit out. And uh, the next time some shit like this happens, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I I ain't got too much to say about it, man. But it's gonna be. Sparta! <laughs> yeah, this this shit can't keep going on, man. You can't just keep killing people for like people that's doing nothing at that. People not in the doing house. Nothing. Yeah, you in the house relaxing. You, you can't even do that. Mind your business. But 
That's all I got to say, man. All right, man. You already know. My name is Deshaun Lyons, and this is Marquise Taylor. Signing out, baby. Peace out. Peace.